right. Fresh off the vacay. Fresh off the Coil Ray song. Hey. Fresh to death. DF. If there's somebody who's back here, it's two men and they're on the internet right now. <laughs> it's a new episode of the Men on the Internet podcast, and you know the vibes. We all the way here. We all the way turned up. All the way. And if there's one thing we about to do, it's, it's going to be giving you the show of a lifetime. All the way turned up. <laughs> what happened to Roscoe? Nobody cares. Oh. I think you got a family or something. <laughs> I saw him at the club one time. Yeah. Yeah. Is Roscoe, that's the one who made the stacks on racks on racks? Yeah. Over the bank on stacks Yeah, I saw him one time and I was like. And back. swag surfing. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. Roscoe Dash made uh, oh, no, Racks no, on no, Racks? Like... Kirk Cobangs? No, Kirk Cobangs did uh, Drank in My Cup. Damn, all these dudes had that one good yeah. song. Who made Racks on Stacks on Stacks? I thought that was oh, Racks Whatever, I saw Racks on Stacks on Dax. Dude, at the club one time, the few times I've been to the club, mm-hmm. my cousin came from New York, and he was sitting by himself. And I walked up to him, and I was like, Oh, YC. And oh, YG. No, not YG, YC. YC. Yeah. And I, he was like, <laughs> he was like, how you recognize me? And I was like, I really don't know. I just know you was a light-skinned dude. And I just figured, like, you probably that light-skinned dude. <laughs> he was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, welcome back to the episode. You know what it is, man. Turn it all the way up, man. Be sharing this with your friend. Follow us on the Instagram page. You already know that Sunil is going to be posting the wildest things on there. And you better be participating in the polls, answering everything. Because you know we got the coolest people up in there. We got the thotties up in there. We got the saints up in there. Everybody's answering. So don't be left out. So somebody was in the DMs. You know, people be in the DMs. They be in the DMs. Chatting. And goes down in the DMs. They be chatting, and somebody was asking about how do I approach a woman's that I met on Instagram. Now, my initial response is don't. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why. Tell me why. Everything on Instagram fake is a is a screenshot. That's right. You heard me. Everything on Instagram is a screenshot of you. So if you ugly, my boy, just like you was, I ain't gonna front. The dude who was writing us, you ugly. Just like us. Like, I know what ugly is. Shoot, let me go ahead and this real quick. All right. If you write a girl, especially one that you think is fine, yeah. chances are she is actually fine. Right. She is gonna think you're ugly. And you have no, like, jurisdiction in that area mm. to be talking to her. She's going to screenshot it, and she's going to make herself a victim. Oh, you going conspiracy, conspiracy theories. I'm not even doing conspiracy I'm talking actual real life. So, I think that 
There's ways to approach. Tell me. You just gotta be unique. You can't hit them with the regular, because you gotta understand, this is one thing that I learned about girls with social media. Their inbox is different from yours. <laughs> like, if you a dude, unless you like a famous, rich athlete. You like, ain't got no like, play. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. you you don't have any play. Right. So, a girl's, like, a, a regular girl's inbox is different from a regular dude's inbox. Yeah. It's it's filled to the brim with thirsty fellas. Right. So Now, let me just say this real quick. Right, I, I do not dislike thirsty fellas. Hey, I don't. Drink. I don't. Because people, like, people think, like, Oh, that brother's thirsty. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you telling me you posting half naked pictures right. for the quenched boys? You know what I mean? Right. Like you y'all looking for that attention. Men too. Men too. I be seeing you playing for this pictures. Men too. <laughs> so when people say, oh, he thirsty, he thirsty, give him a drink. Give him a little, give him a little sip. Here's why I tell you don't. All things are screenshotable to make someone a victim. So you could say, hey, cutie, what's up? How you doing? She's going to screenshot that and say, y'all, stay out of my DMs. I'm not on Instagram to date. Y'all could date on Tinder, blah, blah, blah. But if it was like a, a better looking Champagne dude, poppy. you know what I'm saying? It's, I'm responding in five seconds. Right. So I say don't. Now, do I follow my own? (laughs) (laughs) Now, you all up in the DMs. Uh, Everybody. Not everybody. Everybody. It's Chloe Bailey, (laughs) J-Lo, and Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars? I be trying to talk to Bruno Mars, but the thing say you can't send messages. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if he blocked me, but I think maybe he muted me. Look, I think that... um, the biggest thing when approaching girls on Instagram is you got to figure out a way to separate yourself. Because I think all these girls read the messages, but they don't respond to all the messages, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously, if you're a good-looking dude, like, your pictures could probably do the work for you. Yep. But if you like me, who doesn't have that ability, you got to be different with how you approach. Mm-hmm. You got to separate yourself because, remember, they're reading 10 messages before they got to yours. Facts. And it's all, hey, cutie, or yo, yeah, what's good, exactly. or response to their story. So let me ask you if this was a good attempt. The dude said to the girl, I was going to offer you paint. I was going to offer to paint you, because he's an artist. Mm-hmm. I was going to offer to paint you, but you're clearly already a work of art. No. The girl responded, oh my gosh, that was so smooth. 10 out of 10 entrance. Nice. He responded, if you like the way I go in, just wait till you see how I pull out. That's when I said, this is creepy. <laughs> and I, I don't have a good gauge of things. Mm-hmm. I know I don't. How did she respond? She did, I didn't see the rest of the response. Oh, okay. But that's all that got posted. 
And I think that's a smart thing because they let people say like, ooh, I kind of like that. But for me, I was like, I'm going to get a sexual harassment suit. Right. Just off of that. Like, this words pull out make any woman feel, ooh. Yeah. You know what you know I mean? That's about what that's about. Exactly. It can't be like, oh, no, I was meaning it like, you know what I mean? But I think you got to be creative. I think you send like a picture of a, like send a picture of a, Refrigerator on sale for like ninety nine dollars. <laughs> and then they'll be like, "What is this?" And you'd be like, I "Had to grab your attention somehow." Or just be like, "Yo, I just wanted to hook you. Up. I just wanted to put you on, put you on game." <laughs> nah, man. I think you just gotta know who you need. That to applause was for Sunil. <laughs> Um, that's called peacocking. Y'all know that? That's called peacocking. So, when a guy does certain things to stand out from the pack, he's he's expanding his peacock feathers, right? So that the woman could be could, could notice. So when you're like, "Yo, look at this job posting." <laughs> That's a good one. She'll be like, "What?" <laughs> I know it's been hot in these streets. I just wanted to make sure if you need something. Just trying to figure it out. Like, you need thirteen fifty an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so you calling me, bro? Like, if you was Drake, who sent that? She's like, "Oh my gosh, she cares about my financial yeah. future." If I send that, the lawyer would be at my door. Nah, I think it's all about like, look. If you're trying to play the Instagram thoughty game, you can't be emotionally attached to the responses. Mm. You gotta play the game and you gotta just throw it out there and understand. Just like if you're fishing, you gotta throw your reel out there over and over and over again till you catch a fish. And it's gonna take maybe tens to a hundred messages before you get responses back because you got to find Damn. a girl in the well i'm saying if you're going after like baddies th- like like the people that have thousands of followers millions of followers you know what i mean well the millions yeah i don't think you're gonna get a yeah you're not gonna get those good because they don't even take care of their page right no, they no, probably no. get somebody else but i'm saying like if you're going after people that have a, quite a bit of following like thousands of followers right 10,000 plus. Okay. They're inundated with messages. All day long. So, like, you gotta just try to find the person who's, like, into, like, reading and responding. Because there are girls like that that are, like, super beautiful, but that are, like, down-to-earth enough to, like, give people a shot. Nah. Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. One of my friends, friends of a friend... She was a child actress. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's like a working actress today. But she um, gave a guy a shot, a fan. And he was like, I'm about to Google you. And he read all about her, quote unquote her. But it turns out it was her character in one of the shows that she was on as a kid. And she was like, this is, she posted his screenshot, fellas. 
they are not scared to share your screenshot. Back in the day, women with integrity used to block out your uh, yeah, username. Yeah. Nope. It's a Antoine Mackey. They put, they put people on 393 said, <laughs> did your parents really die in a fire? No. It was my TV show. Blocked. Okay. But so, I think you just can't be creepy. You got to know. Like, How do you know what's creepy and what's not? Look, you do. You just got to know, man. You got to be. You gotta, you gotta constantly be evolving your 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 game. Look, you're gonna make some missteps. There's gonna be times that you get put on blast. There's gonna be times that you look the fool. Like I said, you just can't be emotional in the game. Look, if you could control your emotions when it comes to dating or hollering at girls and all that kind of stuff, you are in prime position to win. That's facts. I actually um, one time I was on Bumble, which I hate. Mm. I think Bumble just got a lawsuit. I hope so. From dudes. I hope so. The girl who made Bumble, I think he had a good idea, but also filled with a bunch of fake models, and you trash for that. Um, she also made Hinge. Love Hinge. But, um, <laughs> sort of. Sort of. Um, still trash. Focus, but, bro. Stay focused, bro. Sorry. <laughs> Bumble. I was talking to this girl on Bumble. Right. And she was like dead. She was a flopping fish. Uh. And I was like, yo, based on this conversation right now, these first 15 minutes, this is trash. I don't want to talk to you anymore. You should match me and don't talk to me anymore. Because we ain't got a connection. That's me. But she unmatched me and uh-huh. did as I told her to. Okay, what's the point of the story? What were we talking about? <laughs> I was talking about being able to control your emotions and yes. not having success. Old me would have just gone with it. I would have gone on a date with her and wasted money and would have said, oh, I don't know if I really do that. I think one of the things I learned about myself is that I um, don't want to waste my time anymore. Yeah. Before I used to just like take the date. Okay. But you're going too far. You're going already in conversation. I'm talking about the dudes that are still trying to get that response. How many how many messages will you send until they respond? One. Have you ever been on a girl's page? I don't chase. And then you're like, okay, this has happened to me. I've been on a girl's page and I'm like, damn. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then I go to Messenger, and I see I left a message in 2014. Mm. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Or whenever, whatever year. Yeah. Would you write again? How long? 24. Like, let's say, like, 2015, 2016. Yeah, might as well. Like, but what I'm saying is you got to be emotionless. Like, you got to be throwing it out there with the expectation that nothing's coming back. So, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can do whatever you want. As long as you don't have emotions attached to the minute you get emotional, the minute it's Marvin's room, you gotta you gotta eject. Don't do that to my boy. You gotta eject out of the room. Look, because he's talking about a girl that he's already he already knows. But I'm knows. saying like the minute that your emotions get attached to it, you gotta eject. You gotta know yourself and be like, yo, I can't play this game right now. Do not date if your emotion is, if your emotions are high. Do not try. Ain't to that the point of damn dating? Do not try to. Holler at people if you're emotionally attached to stuff like that, or stay in your stay in your box. 
Don't go out of your box because if what's you're, the box? Like what you know you could get. Your comfort zone. If you, I'm saying, if you're emotional, the only way you're gonna be able to expand your expand your box is being able to control your emotions. Let me ask you a question. Please. Do you think, and this is how I think, mm-hmm. you are what you get. No. I think that because when I started gaining weight uh-huh. and feeling feeling it, I started noticing that the only girls who would talk to me were the girls that like I wasn't necessarily attracted to. Yeah, but your confidence probably wasn't where it needed to be. Yeah. Mm. So you think like a bummy-eyed dude? <laughs> I've seen, I've seen dudes that are like. Overweight, not that good looking, with just swag for days, have the finest girls, bro. Mm. Not because of their money, not because of anything, just because they they carry themselves in a way. And girls are attracted to confidence. That level of confidence. But look, what I'm saying is, there are beautiful women that would be that are attracted to other things other than um, looks and money. Well, what people consider like good-looking dude. There's obviously a bunch of just like girls that are only gonna be into like the classically good-looking person or the person that is rich and all this kind of stuff. But there's women out there, and that's what I'm saying. You gotta you gotta fish for a long time to find them sometimes. But you can't be emotionally attached because the minute your confidence goes down, there's no way you're gonna be able to pull up. So then you should be okay. To send multiple messages. Like, sure. I've sent this girl 95 billion messages. Great, but it's not going to happen. Because at that point... <laughs> at that point... Oh, well. Yeah, I'm saying, like, at that point, you're not expecting a response. You know what I mean? You're nah, just doing nah, it for I'm yourself. Just, yeah, I'm just so, like, like... But I'm saying, like, a genuine, like, thing. Like, you got to throw it... Like, if I'm there's girls kidding, that you lady, like... Please don't screenshot throw it, out, throw it out there. Throw it out there. On oh, Instagram? IG, Snap, wherever you need you, it to be. What if it's a, few, a pure stranger? No, no, no. If you want to, like, at the end of the day, don't be attached to the response. You, like... No, but, like, I'm saying, like, I I don't want to get screenshotted and posted somewhere. What, what, but you, that, nobody's going to screenshot you if That's you're just lie. trying to holler. Yeah, they will. Okay, but then what does it matter? I want to be pictured a certain way. What, what? How is that pictured a certain way? Because the narrative, dog. It's the narrative. But I'm just saying it's not going to stick. It's not somebody, something that, like, the mega girl is going to be like, oh, I saw this. Nobody cares, bro. It's the internet, man. I look at, the minute I saw social media and just been like, man, this is just pure entertainment, my social media skills just went up. Oh, no, no, no. You're going crazy with that, um. Page. Follow us on the uh, what's the page? Um, and on the internet podcast, my podcast, my podcast. Yo, it's a little rare. Like the poll scenario is going crazy. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, it's all about control. Like controlling emotions is not, and it's not just in dating; it's in everything, right? Business, like um, school, stressful situations. If you could control your emotions, you can be just that skill will make you 10 times more successful than the next person. I highly agree with that. Um, this is slightly off topic, but I was doing a shoot a, a couple weeks ago, and it was a huge shoot, like the biggest one I ever did mm-hmm. in a long time. 
And the stage manager actually did the Way Too Sexy video in the same studio. Wow. And he was like, you know, you know, we do big videos here. We do huge million dollar projects. And he was like, I've never seen anybody direct a team the way you do. Because we've had a million, we made a million mistakes. Mm-hmm. And if you, if somebody looked at you, they would have never known that these, these issues were present. He was like, you you have a contagious energy about you that's just like calm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do you know how often I get that? Especially at work. Because in production, only things only go wrong. Mm-hmm. Things don't go right. They only go wrong. So... Imagine just like freaking out at every little thing. I was just like, that's not really where I want to be because I want to keep my hair, my hairline way too sexy. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It, so it, it's like you have to control your energy if you want to find a level of success. Control your emotions, man. Learn and, that. And so going back to that original question is like, how do I approach people on Instagram? Emotionless. That's how you approach people on Instagram. Just throw it out. Give me there. your first line. Mm, I'm just I, I'm just normal with it. Hey there. Depending if it's a girl that I know, I'd be like, hey, you know, we um, I don't know if you remember me, like we met at the so and so place, or just just be like, or I'll like comment on something that they like their story or a picture that they posted, and like straight into their DMs and like say something and slick about it. You send them the picture? Yeah. I know you're a demon. <laughs> What'd you say? You're a demon, bro. <laughs> What's your ratio? Of? Uh, like, let's say for every hundred messages you'd be sending. Probably like one, bro. Like, I'm not, it's not good. Nah, you got a certain thing about you. But maybe. I noticed. I appreciate that, but it's one, I think it's maybe who I approach. Right? So I don't approach certain Type. types of women. Because to me, it's like, the way you carry yourself on social media tells me a lot about who you are as a person. Word. So, like, there's certain things that I'm just not attracted like to. Like what? I, I'm not attracted to a girl that's showing everything on Instagram. Yes! I mean, I, I'll be like, yo, this girl's hot. Uh-huh. But that's not somebody I want to approach because I know they want... Attention certain, Yeah, there's a certain type of attention. Yeah. Uh, I'm the same. I like girls with personality. I like goofy girls. I like girls that like do funny stuff, things like that. I like ambitious girls. Like people that show that type of energy that are beautiful as well. Like those are the ones that I'm going to be like in their DMs. Just some girl that like showing their ass. I'm like, every everybody's in your box first place. And two, clearly you're not looking for quality. You're just looking for a paycheck or whatever it is at that point. Word. Well, I feel that. We're going to go on a quick quick break, pay a couple bills real quick. we come back. Yeah, so listen. Welcome back. Let's let's let us increase the degree of difficulty. So we talked about just hollering at 
IG girls or social media in general, right? So you know how you be following girls, they be putting up stories, and they got that fine friend. How do you approach a person through social media to get the friends information? I think that's actually easier. Right. Now, here's what I've done in the past, and I know this is probably not the nicest thing in the world. But I've been on Hinge or other dating apps, uh-huh. but mainly Hinge is my go-to because I get to showcase my personality and my five turns into a 5.5. You know, Hinge, if you um, are looking for some sponsors, some figureheads, holler at the man on the internet. Okay, because we've only been promoting Mexican water for <laughs> years. Is that what it was called? Latino. A lot of that Latino water. My boy, Eddie Guerrero. Your recipe's Eddie Guerrero. Um... I've seen friends where I've been like, hey, (laughs) Um, I don't want to say this in the wrong way, but the person in that picture with you is really, really gorgeous. Can I just ask if they're like available? And I'm a very respectful person. Yeah. Like, I try, I do not like offending people. I do not like, in certain cases, like women specifically. Yeah. I've, especially in the dating scene. Yeah. There, I do not like that. I don't like disrespecting women. Like, I spoke to you earlier about um, Steven Crowder. Yeah. And why I don't like him. Right. He um, disrespected Lizzo. And Lizzo's not a person that I'm a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Not because of her music. I just don't like her little antics. Like, right. she'd be out in the basketball game half naked and with the booty cheeks out and all that. I don't really like that. Right. But don't disrespect her, too. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get it twisted. I don't like it, but I still ain't gonna disrespect her. Right. And the one episode that I saw, he was calling her fat and this, that, and that. Don't disrespect her. Period. And I just don't like that. But I'm a respectful person. So, I've... We'll say, like, hey, I apologize about this, but real quick, I just want to ask you. I stay respectful about it. On Instagram, on the other hand, it's easier because Instagram is not a dating app. It isn't? No. It's not a dating app. So you can freely ask about the friend. That's how I feel. And people are excited to show you their friend because it tells you, it tells them that you put them in the friend box. And they want to be there. Depends. When you look like me, they're like, yeah, I'll go with my friend. <laughs> Whenever I've ever, I've had very little success with trying to get a friend. They've always been taken. So whether or not that's true or not, I have no idea. But, um, I'm, I'm not the one that. I can't speak because I'm just not good at it. I have mad luck with that. I have mad luck with just being like, yo, who's that? And they would just be like, because I think people have a high regard for me. Like, they look at me and they're like, I respect that dude. I feel like, but once again, remember when we had the conversation about friends that are girls? I ain't got none of those except for Brie. No, but what I'm saying is like, I think that, I think that when in that conversation you were like, yeah. Girl, like girls can, girls and guys could just be friends. That's fine. And I was like, nah, I don't think so. At all? I mean. Are you Steve Harvey? Yeah, to a certain extent. 
Why do you think that? Because I haven't been able to get close to a girl and it not be something like romantic. Even a girl that you're not attracted to? Um... I don't know that many girls that I've not been attracted to that I've actually, like, dealt with. You need more black women friends. I'm too, like, I don't mean black women. No, no, no. And I, don't <laughs> mean it, I don't mean it in that sense. But I say that because I think black women friends yeah. are some of the most perceptive, wise friends you can have and they are the most valuable asset friends a man can have yeah but i haven't been in a position where it hasn't gotten don't then don't make it that way i mean it goes where it goes my dude no it doesn't okay because you can control that maybe but if once if, if somebody catches feelings, there's not really much you could do. It messes it up. And maybe the energy I give off is too playful or flirtatious or whatever it is. So I'm like I'm saying, in all of my life I haven't been able to. I have mad women friend. But you once again, like I don't think that you flirt that much, bro. But I have a flirtatious personality. Kind of, but it's not, <laughs> not really, bro. I do. I, I, I remember working at a job, and it was a customer service, and I remember the women, the lines would lap, like, lap around the store. Mm-hmm. And one, the girl who worked there, she liked me, and she admitted it. But she was just like, you know what I don't like about you? You flirt with literally any woman, moving woman. Yeah. And I was just like, no, I don't. And she opened my eyes to it because she was like, you just be playful. Like, you just be too playful with anybody, you know? And she perceived it as flirting. I could see that, but I also know how far you take stuff. It won't, it won't go that far. That's what I'm saying. It won't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, it's like, at that point. <laughs> but you know what? Like, I, I, I got to take it back because there's certain girls at work now that I'm like, it's strictly just friendship. And we're like, like, cool and all that kind of stuff. But it's not like we talk outside of work and stuff like that. So that's what I'm saying. I'm able to have like relationships that haven't gone that way, but they're not like deep where we talk on a consistent basis and stuff like that. It's like at work or at school or something like that. But when it comes to like, Spending one-on-one time and all that kind of stuff, it always goes. It always goes to that space. Hmm. I think um, maybe that might have to be a muscle to work on. Maybe you might need married women friends. Maybe and I, I say don't that need it. nah, because here's the thing. I've befriended quite a few women friends, right. and I think it's a blessing, man. Like one of my friends. We're not the closest, closest, closest of friends, but I regard I look at her as my sister, and we met at work, and that's somebody like I am so happy I befriended her 
actually there's quite a few of them from that same job that like they give me real perspective that I would have never thought about as a man and they're not all black but some of them black like my friend Anise like that's the that's like family you know what I'm saying like well, what perspe- the, perspective in what way? It's like a certain certain level of wisdom. On what, though? A- anything. Like, from work to... Like, my friend Katie, she gave me some bomb advice about growing a business. She's never grown a business in her life before, but she has intuition. And she's very wise. And she's older than me. And she has a certain level of, like, something that I'm missing. Like, I was missing. How often do you talk to this person? Uh, We don't go a full month without talking. But where are you talking to her? Are you calling her? Yeah, she'll she'll call me. And I got an invitation. I think it might be on the the fridge. Invitation to her wedding. Like, like, I'm I'm close to these people. Like, their husbands know me. Like, their their people know me. They invite me to their house. I don't know know many people. I don't know people in general, bro. My circle is very small. I only talk to a handful of people. Alright. So, yeah, like, my friend Anise, my friend Stephanie, my friend Angie, um, Linda, um, Bree, so many women. Like, I just don't really know how... Katie. Oh, my gosh. Like, I say Katie's, like, my mom sometimes. Like, I just... But I feel like that's something that you enjoy. It's necessary. I don't feel feel like... I I don't feel the need to have all that in my life. But I don't think it's all that. Because I just see them as, like, the homies. Like, I... Like, that's all I see them as. You know, that there's nothing that's gonna be weird about it. Like, they're valuable. Like, they're valuable people to me. Yeah, but I mean, that's you. You know what I mean? That's like in your, I think in the person that you are, you value having multiple connections and a lot of like different people in your life and all that kind of stuff. Like, I'm not, I'm not that way. Like to me, my circle is very small. Like, I don't know if it's necessarily a lot because I could tell you like, oh, I could probably trim my circle, right? Mm -hmm. Like I don't have... Like, I know at at the end of the week, like, when the weekend comes, I may not have somebody to hang out with, right? Mm-hmm. But there are people that I can talk to about certain things that I, I recognize and respect, you know, that you're there for. So even if it was in my circle, I would need, I'd got to have a black woman there. Like, let's, let's not say black woman per se. But I say that mainly because I've seen the value in that. But just a woman in general, like Katie's Mexican, Stephanie I think is Mexican, um, Angie's Mexican. But they're like my friend Lauren. She's a white Mormon girl. Mm. That like nobody would ever think we would be really good friends. But we're we're like brother sister type thing. And she's married, kids, all that stuff. But we talked like. Like, for real talk, like, we talk about business. So, like, these type of things, they're invaluable to me because I don't I don't see them as, like, I don't want to say I don't see them as women, but I just see them as, like, assets in my life. Like, really valuable people that I, just, like, the women 
thing, the woman thing is just like, oh, okay. It just so happens to be, they just so happen to be a woman. No, but but I want you to remove the number. Like, I'm just saying, like, let's just say, like, one female. Have, you have a female have friend? Um, yeah. I got a few, maybe. I don't are know. they your friends? Or are they women that you know and you're like, mm, I don't want to talk to them. I mean, there's not, <laughs> there's not women that I talk to on a consistent basis that are, I'm not, like, romantic with. What? Just family. Why? I don't see the need to like that. There's no like, there's not in me that's like, oh, I need a girlfriend or I need a guy. I I, I just cool with the people that are in my life right now. The people who I talk to, like, that's just how I am, man. I think you can get some good blessings from having just one female friend. Possibly, but I don't see the need to. In your mind, you see that. In my mind, I don't see that. Like in my mind, it's like I've had a bunch of female friends or females in my life that, that were friends i mean i've never had just a female friend bro like just a girl that was that was straight. in your group or anything like that i've never had just a straight plutonic female friend that i talked to on a regular day. ever ever oh wow. maybe one but like we she's like in arizona married like we don't really talk that often anymore kim like there's another girl like she was she worked for me and uh, she was dope. We she gave me like our friendship was just strictly like plutonic and stuff like there that. There you go. Um, but once again, she's married. We don't really talk that often. We don't talk at all, really. Like just every now and then through social media. Um, but like, yeah. I mean, I've had them, but but I also don't feel uh, like I'm lacking in that aspect either. Well, you don't know what you're missing because you don't you ain't got it. But that's Ignorance interesting. Is bliss. It could be. I mean, if you feel like you're living a good life without it, then you're good. Um, I feel like my life is lacking nothing. Well, that's facts then, you know. I don't know, man. To me. But you like attention, though. I don't necessarily think it's that, though. Maybe. I think you like attention. Nah. I think you like a lot of people liking you. Okay, so I split that up. Like, I, I came to LA to be a performer, right? Right. But I don't necessarily need all all eyes on me at all times. I don't think so. I think you try to play that like you don't, but you do. No, but I don't. Okay. But, like, I can tell you that there are times where that's necessary, right? Like, hey, I would like everybody to see the things I'm doing, mm-hmm. mainly because I connect them to my work, right? Like, I, I connect the ability to spread my message across to many people in order for me to laugh somebody else so I can make some money, right? But um, me as a person, um, that has faded away with time. Like, it just has. As you get older, you need less and less attention. Yeah, like, I don't necessarily feel like I have... I feel like in this moment in time, I have the least amount of friend, friend, friends than ever. Uh-huh. But it's not to say that the people who I mentioned to you earlier are not valuable connections that I've made in my life. A lot of them just don't live nearby here. Right. Um, there, I do recognize that there's something about me that draws attention. A certain piece of me doesn't know what that is. He likes it. 
No, because there are times then I walk down the street mm-hmm. and people come and see I have headphones on and right. talk to me. And then I got to take my headphones off to talk to them. And I still haven't been able to figure out what that magnetic thing is about me. Mm-hmm. Because it's not so much, sometimes I don't mind it. Mm-hmm. Most of the times I don't mind it. Because um, I heard a pastor say when I was a kid, um, there was a woman walking home. She was depressed. She was going to go home and kill herself. And there was a guy who paid her a little bit of attention. And that was just enough for her to realize that she wasn't invisible. And ever since I heard that, I don't write people off. Unless it's like homeless people trying to get my money. But, hmm. like, whenever people ask me for a little bit of attention, I give it to them. Right. Because I just don't know. And it's my little way of saying, you have my attention, which is the most valuable thing that I can give you. Right? But um, when I think about, like, connections I've made, A, I've had a bajillion jobs. So I connect with mad people. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think that I'm a connectable person in general. Like, I can talk to gangsters, I can talk to white girls, I can talk to black girls, and, co- like and connect with people, yeah. right? But I actually do value the connections that I have because people have given me perspective in life that I just would have never gotten on my own. And I wouldn't have gotten it if I closed the door. So, no, I think that there are LA people who are very like, I need all eyes on me all the time, I need a bunch of attention. But I don't. Like, I don't need people to always know what's happening with me because I recognize that a lot of my friends say the same thing. Like, my friend Dakia is always like, how come I don't know more about you? Mm. A lot of my friends say that. And and I will say, like, my friends just told me that. And I'll just be like, I actually don't put a lot of information about myself out there. I be joking on social media, yeah. memes and funny things, but like, there's a certain level of reserve. You know what I mean? You understand yeah, what I'm saying? I don't think that necessarily doesn't mean that you don't need attention. I don't that, necessarily that don't, feel like I don't you, because, like, even when we talk right now, yeah, you drop a thousand names on the yeah. podcast, right? And like, it's kind of just like, well, none of us know who these people are. You, but, but they you know. Need to drop, but you need to drop their names and be like, yo, I have this friend, I have this friend, right? I have this friend, I have this friend, I have this friend. That's a thing, whether it's conscious or subconscious. Mm-hmm. Like, you always need to talk about all these people that you know. It's not about that. I know that. I mean, but but it's deeper saying, than no. You keep saying that it's yeah. not about that, but you do it all the time. Okay. So it is about that, whether you want to admit it or not. Okay. Because that, like, that is that is name dropping on a constant like you know it's like yeah. this person like you do that all the time or whenever we talk yeah you always bring it back to man this is something like at work bro mm-hmm. people were saying the same thing about me so like it's like you try to act like it's nonchalant mm. about it but it's all maybe subconscious it's not conscious because right. obviously you in your mind you're like nah i don't need that i don't but then if you rewatch all our episodes right you'll see you always bring it back to you and you always name drop all these other people and stuff like that. So it could be a subconscious thing. It's not a bad thing, bro. But right. what I'm saying is, like, to keep denying it and then keep doing the stuff that you do, to me, it's just like, that's why I'm saying, like, I don't need that. Like, right. I don't need, I, I never drop people's names on this stuff because right. I don't have a big circle like you do. Right. And maybe that's partly, like, me, just, yeah. like, because, like, the same way you are, like, 
nobody knows shit about me. Like, I don't, like, most people don't know anything. Like, even us, like, we, we're like, damn, I, I didn't know that about you. I didn't know right. that because we're similar in that way. But I think that you like attention a lot more than you play off play play off of it like or at least building a persona or just letting people know that i have this many friends or i, I have this many situations or i'm making this many moves which is cool bro like promote yourself like that's what this industry is about and that that thing is but i don't know I, that's that's just me on the outside working with you for the past however many months that's what i've noticed mm. is that it, there's a lot of that like dropping these names and bringing it back to like what I'm doing in my business and all this kind of stuff, which is cool. I love the stories and it's mad entertaining, but to act like, I don't know. I think sometimes you try to play more nonchalant than you actually are. Well, I mean, that could be a thing. You know, I should probably work on that too. I don't think you need to. There's nothing wrong with it. Nah, cause I think like, here's how I think. When I say these names, I really mean these people have impacted me like they really have and i and i'm truly grateful for them um but perhaps i shouldn't say that you know what i'm saying like i, I when i say that like I, I don't think i talk that much about my business on here i hope i don't because people don't really need to be knowing all that <laughs> um but to me when i hear somebody say like i don't have or I don't need any female friends or anything like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna respond in a way of saying like, bro, no, not necessarily no. Like you need that, mm -hmm. but here's how it's been a blessing for me. Right. You know, I don't necessarily need to say all of them to show I have mad friends. Like. <laughs> Everybody has friends. Everybody has a circle, right. you know? But I just want to showcase that these people are women and have impacted me a certain way that I'm so grateful for. And I just want other people to experience something similar. But if you don't, that's okay, you know? But, um, but also, experiencing yeah. it, it takes two people. So you're the type of person that is very open and it's like i think that you connect with maybe that energy a lot better than maybe i would you know what i mean so like mm -hmm. that's also a thing that like everybody's personality is the same everybody's not going to be in the same situation and experience it in the same way you know what i mean so like mm -hmm. when i say i don't need girl like friends that are girls it's not that i don't need i mean maybe i do need what i'm saying is like i don't feel the need to go out and search that if it happens then cool but as far as like it on the list of things that i need to do like i don't feel the need to like i don't maybe it's because i don't i've never experienced it the way that you've experienced it so right. i don't know what i'm missing it could absolutely be that but for me it's not like dang you know what i really wish there was a girl that i could talk to right now about this or i will need this female perspective i've never felt that you know what I, i'll say to that response I don't think I ever asked for it. Yeah, it just happened. Yeah, like, I be, like, my brain, I don't think my brain immediately goes to, um, like, how I feel about the person. Like I tell you, I'm kind of a personality person. 
you know, like unless they got great teeth. But I'm a I'm a personality person, so I very much so value um, what I could do for others and what they could do for me, even if it's just through conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope I don't come off like as a name dropper or a douchebag or anything like that. But I just like I don't think you come out as a douchebag ever. You know, like I just truthfully, like my friend and niece. I'm going to say her name again, unfortunately, but that's just somebody who has so much of my respect, you know, but then I can say that about my male friends too. Like, I hope you don't mind if I say you're my friend to Neil, yeah. maybe I'll just have to call you a different name, nah, but, but you're taking it the wrong way, bro. I'm not saying I just that. don't want to come off the wrong no, way, but it's not but, that you come, you don't come off in any judgmental way. What no, I'm not saying is that, no, I'm, what but, I'm saying it's not a bad way or go. I'm just saying that's just who you are. Like you love saying the names of all of your friends. Like, cause I value them and they deserve the name. Sure. And that's you know? cool. When I go out and then I tell people like, I'm never going to refer to you as just the homie. Like, you know why? Why? Do you know why? When I was growing up, this is really personal. Let's get deep on the men on the internet. There was one time um, I was on the phone and I said to the person on the phone, they said, hey, is your brother there? I was like, yeah, my brother is here. And I passed him over the phone. And then when he was done on the conversation, he didn't call me his brother. He said, yeah, Kelby's here. As if I wasn't important. Like, as if I didn't have a title in his life. Mm-hmm. And I think in that moment, my mom came and she was like, why didn't you say your brother? Because he's your brother. Mm-hmm. And my brother was like, yeah, but he's Kelby. And I was like, interesting. Mm-hmm. That, to me, says, I don't have any connections with you. You know, that's just, I'm going to call you by your name, and that's it. Right. So I'm a big person on saying, like, if I go out, there are times I drop your name where I say, I'm my boy, Sunil, because I think that it's powerful. Yeah. Like, I, ha- I, the names, I- I'm not going to drop a name like, I work with T-Pain. Like, right. that's not my thing. I drop a name that people don't know. But what I would be happy about is when people come back and say, you were telling me about your boy, Sunil, who does think, 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 think. I need to talk to this guy. And that's happened mad times, by the way. And I like that. Right. I like for people to know your name because you're important to me. And also, I think you're always networking. I am. And so, but like, networking, sometimes you got to do soul networking. Right. You know what I'm saying? And when I say a niece, like you, can, you don't even know, but there's a poster behind you for uh, Uncle Les Buckless. Yeah. A niece gave me a year and a half of her time for free, bro. She did everything I asked. Produced the movie, did a Q&A, came out for the premiere, get, found us locations, did hair, did makeup for free. Mm-hmm. You don't even know how valuable that is to me. You gave me a year and a half of your life for free. Some of the homies won't do that. Mm-hmm. So when I say your name, you earn that to me. You know? And... You, like, when I say your name, I'm like, Sunil. Like, 
there was one time I went to West Hollywood with Davion. One of the friends was like, oh, I'm trying to get a, a loan for whatever. I was like, you got to go see my boy, Sunil. And you know what? He got my number. I don't know if he ever hit you up or not. But he got my number. And he was like, yo, you were telling me about your boy, Sunil. <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. Get it right. <laughs> it's important to me. Right. You know? So that's why I don't I don't want to feel like I'm doing the wrong thing, but I'm a, I I'm I'm about that respect. Yeah. Like you gave me that time, you gave me your energy, you gave me your effort. I'm gonna respect you. I'm gonna say your name, and like even for me, I had to learn that for myself. You know, I used to never say I'm the CEO or the owner of blah blah blah. I used to say I work at a production company. Right, like you just. But it's my right. company. <laughs> but I always used to say like I don't want to come off arrogant. Right. Or I don't want to come off like a certain kind of way. And sometimes but, facts are just facts, bro. But it is that way. But when I say these names, these women, when they listen, like my the homie Stephanie, I'm gonna say her name, bro. She listened to that to the first podcast I ever made and gave me detailed description like, yo, this is what you got to do, 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 boom, boom. Like, she took her time on a three-and-a-half-hour podcast and was like, fix this, 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 and this. When I say, like, I was like, whoa, you believe in me. When, when, you, when I have a friend who texts me, like, I just prayed for you. I know you're about to do something big. I'm like, damn. That's dope. That's different. It's a different, like, level of... Empowerment. You know, these people care about you. I don't even know how to not say that. Like, imagine if you you believe in God mm-hmm. and you say the homie upstairs. Say the name. Like Heisenberg. <laughs> say it. I believe in you when I don't never call you the homie. It's my friend Sunil. Say it. I'm the same way. But I think we make, we make it two different points. Either way, <laughs> one of these days, I hope you experience a good friendship with a woman. A good woman. Um, I got that, bro. I already got that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't need a lot. You feel me? Like, I, if Yeah, because I, I feel like the point you're making is that I got mad friends. Yeah. That's not what the point I'm making. I, you don't have to. You don't need a bunch. That's what I'm saying. I I so happen to have a bunch because I just be connecting with people. Yeah, but I just need one. Like yeah, for me, know. for me, like my circle is small. Like when I let somebody in and like the trust and stuff like that, the depth that I'm willing to go for that person is deep. You gonna die? Um. What? <laughs> I hear what you said. You gonna die? Nah. I'm just saying. Like, I'm just saying. Like for you. The depths that I would go for you because of... But you wouldn't die. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Like, if that situation comes about, and it's like, yo, if Kelby, if Kelby's in a situation where it's in dire needs, am I going to jump in there and help him out, even though it's going to put me at risk? Absolutely. Like, so, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's certain friends that it goes deep. And I have, like, maybe a handful of people like that that I know... I would go to war for and that they would do the same for me. I'm not the person that like, and once, once I have like one or two or three like valuable 
relationships. To me, that's all I need. Like I don't. Yeah, you don't need a bajillion. Right, and that's that's never my point. Never ever my point. But I heard you say, and maybe I got it wrong. I heard you say you never had that. Like I've never had. um, Like I've had like just plutonic girl. Are you saying platonic? Yeah, platonic. How do you spell it? I don't know. P L A. It's pronounced platonic? Yes. I thought it was pronounced plutonic. Plutonic sounds like future made it. <laughs> I thought it was platonic. It's, it's platonic. 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 All right, so platonic. Um, friend, I've never had just like a straight platonic. I mean, not never. I've had a few of them. But I'm like 98% of the girls that I've like been friends with or been close with. You smash. Not necessarily smash, but it was like some kind of romantic component to it. I mean, that's normal because you're a guy. Yeah. Um, maybe even 99.5%. So there's like maybe like two or three that I could think of offhand that were just straight platonic friends that were I was really, really close with. But they're not people that necessarily yeah, I talk to now. Well, I think like, because I think the point got misconstrued mm-hmm. about the number. Right. I will never talk to you about... Oh, you need more. Right. I'm never going to say that to you. Ever. Mm-hmm. But what I will tell you is how impactful it could be. Right. To have just one or whatever. But, you know, I think in a certain sense... Ninety nine point five that you don't currently talk to right now. So it's almost a hundred, right? Mm-hmm. Now I'm not your age. I don't know who I'm gonna talk to in the future, but luckily for me, people have already made their stamp mm-hmm. in my life. And if I never talk to them again, okay. Um, I think you'll have a lot of friends. But I, I, I you know, it's funny. I feel like in this moment in time, mm-hmm. this exact moment, I I have the least amount of friends than ever. And it's still like a hundred. <laughs> no, no, because my close people left. They left. Mm-hmm. Revin moved. Bree moved. And despite the fact that all these people have done great things for me and have shaped me and... I mean, I moved out here when I was 18, so I'm happy for the... It's crazy because you know this person, Niku. Mm-hmm. Like, Niku changed my life, bro. I don't think you know that. But I told her that one time, and she, I don't think she believed me. But she changed my life. Mm-hmm. She changed my brain. Do you know that? No. Nah. If I never worked for her, ever, I would not be who I am today. Period. I don't know what else she does outside in her personal life, Mm -hmm. but something happened when I was working there. Just listening to her speak, and and I took notes. I still have notes. Changed my life forever. And... I think there's a certain level of me that like like likes to listen, mm-hmm. and I, I take things in that relates to me. And I would love to see that 
for other people. But I don't hang out with her. There are people who have affected me deeply. Mm-hmm. Don't hang out with them. Do you know this? these weekends that have been passing by? I have been all by myself and have said to myself, shoot, I feel like I kind of have nobody. I said it to myself. Last Labor Day weekend, I was in bed at 9.30. Hmm. And I was in bed saying, I think, I told my mom on the phone, I was like, I think I don't have any friends. That's why I went to Orange County that day. Where that guy called me the, a nigger. Mm. A big booty nigger. <laughs> I went out there because I was like, I hope I can meet somebody. You know what they told me? Go to a meetup. Go to a meetup. Yeah, but I also think that you have people and you don't take advantage of it. Nah, nah. Because I know I've always told you, bruh. Like, let's do, like, how many times have I texted you and been like, yo, man. Yeah, but we like different things. Do we? Yeah. What do I like? You like the Caribbean vibe. You like to go out. All that kind of stuff. I just can't do that. I mean, that's what, that's what I used to do when I was younger, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's not what, that's the only thing that I'll do. You know what's interesting? When Bree and Redman was here, Mm -hmm. we used to do stuff. I think people in relationships would do. What do you mean? Like, me and Redman, when he was here the last time, mm-hmm. I went to my favorite spot, Huntington Beach. And we, like, went to a restaurant. Walk, like, we walked around, went to a restaurant, ate some food, had some drinks, chatted. And I feel like, <laughs> some parts of me feel like, did I just take this dude on a date? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But, like, we've known each other for so long, like 12 years, over 12 years. And me, Redman, Bree, like, mm-hmm. we do, like, I don't want to call it relationship stuff, but we do, like, simple things that I, f- I don't know if friends, like, other group of friends, when that have that connection would do. You know, I just don't know how to explain it. I, yeah, but also you don't know. Like, you're just basing it off your experience. Like, you've never given me a... Ch- like, for our situation, yeah. you've never given me a chance to experience it and see how I do or see how I'd like it or not. You've just assumed that, hey, Sinead wouldn't be into it. Uh, I don't think that. I, I just... Um, when have we, you ever invited me to a place like that? Well, back in the day. But now, like, current day? Yeah. But I think current day, I done way, I done way less. Like, like I done way less. And but I mean, when you say I don't have anybody, it's kind of. It's not that. It's not to say, say that I don't. It's not that I don't have anybody. It's just a feeling like yeah. that comes along you. But I, it's it's a reaction to the fact that like my two closest people left. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm used to them. I'm right. used to them just being a second away. Um, this summer was supposed to be the summer that I connected with people. Like, I went out with Devion, and I did all that stuff, and I just didn't like it. (laughs) But, um, it was an effort to make new friends. Yeah. That's what it was. 
But when I really think about it, I think that there's a part of me that's scared to do what I used to do with my friends, like my my people, mm-hmm. um, because it's like our thing, you know? Like, we already know each other, mm-hmm. and building new relationships, even with old people, like, rebuilding a relationship with somebody else mm-hmm. is difficult, and it's kind of scary, but it's also like, I don't... There's like it's like a skill that I have to finesse in my brain yeah. to really understand. It's it, it. I'm in one of the moments. In overthinking it a lot. It, it it could appear that way, and it's only because I'm saying this out loud. Right. But but I think the one thing that I don't want to do is say it out loud and then be told. No, that's not right. Because the thing is, I can't control how I feel emotional right you know if i was thinking logically sure okay i'm overthinking it but i can't take i can't throw logic into what the heart feels right you know i mean obviously those relationships are super deep to you and they're things that you miss and if you look at it like oh i'm replacing it with this i don't think that's ever going to happen because those moments those experience that 12 years can't be replaced in any type of thing but you can always find maybe something that isn't the same but impacts you differently but similarly well that still fulfills a certain like maybe it's not the same but it's like it still makes you feel in a positive way and it still fulfills the need of that not feeling lonely or not feeling like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think that it's just about being open to that. And I think that's not just with friendship. That's with after a big breakup. That's after like relationships and all those types of things. It's really important to be like, hey, it may never be the same. And yeah, we're so used to this feeling with this person. But that doesn't mean something new can't be just as great, if not greater. Yeah. And it could be a time thing. Like, but they, they sort of, yeah, they, they like sort of, they sort of just left, you right. know? So it's like a response to that. And I think I have to be wise about how I do that. But I also, to be honest with you, I'm also a mean person. Like, I'm also, uh, I like to spend my time alone a yeah. lot. That's what I always thought. I'm just like, yo, I try to hang out with him and stuff. And he's like, yo, I just went out by myself here. I was like, maybe he just likes to do things by himself. I really do. Yeah, which is cool. There's something about me that just like, like last week, okay, last Labor Day weekend, Monday, I drove to Huntington. I went to Newport. And I went to a nice restaurant. And I was there by myself. And the waitress was like, are you, is somebody else coming? I was like, nah. And she was surprised, but she like gave me extra attention, and I and I had to tell her I was like, "I'm fine. <laughs> you don't gotta do that. This is what I do. Like you don't gotta do that. Yeah. The, I really like me time. Like you know, there are so many things. A couple of people will tell me like, "Oh, you should have invited me," and I'm like, "No, I shouldn't have," because I, I'm doing the me thing. Like I'm doing the me thing. And it and it makes sense to me. I'm very much so like I like to hide in the corner and please. Like whenever I I went to a party, 
the Haitian party, like, this is how I know I do not like being a... First off, I don't like parties. Second, I don't like clubs. And I don't like things that remind me of clubs. And I don't like people around me. So, I went to a party. <laughs> I really don't. Like, that's why I don't understand the attention thing. Because I went to that party and I left 30 minutes later. As, as usual. I went there and was like... <sighs> but that's not the way you explain the party. What did I say? You said, I was the center of attention. Everybody was coming up to me. Oh, that was that might have been a, that okay. Party. Wrong. That was the July Fourth party, and I had a really good time in that July Fourth party yeah. actually. But wasn't that the Haitian? Yes, I went to the Haitian yeah. party again. Yeah. I went another time. Okay. So that July Fourth party, I went there with a different mindset. Mm-hmm. I went there and was like, I'm making friends today and I on the drive there it was like hyping myself up you're gonna go out there you're gonna be open you're gonna talk to people you're gonna have a good time and I went out there the first hour I didn't talk to anybody Mm -hmm. I was in the corner I was like (laughs) yeah yeah I was like I'm about to go home like this is not it I don't like people around me i don't enjoy this but then what ended up happening was somebody made me feel comfortable mm-hmm. somebody came in and it was an italian dude and he was like hey come here come join us like why are you standing by yourself in a corner like right but i was like i don't know how to do that <laughs> which is funny because like i've always seen you as a super like social be able to break the ice be able to like be the person that could go over to that group talk to them and bring them over and stuff like that so and you have you know you have that ability it's just yeah i think there's people who have that thing uh-huh. where it's like i'm literally not scared to talk to you i just would kind of prefer not to and maybe you've changed as a person or maybe because your friends have left like not like your confidence in yourself but like Maybe the, you can't recreate that vibe that makes you comfortable enough to want it, that to be able to just do all that stuff because your like sidekicks aren't there that you enjoy their company as well. I look, I'm in a vulnerable position in life where I never really needed them, but now that they're gone, I just kind of feel a certain way, like. Mm-hmm. Whenever I, I could even without them, when they were here living with me, I would always just do my thing and never invite them. Sometimes I would fly away and they wouldn't know where I was. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm very much so. Like I said, I'm very much so a me person. Like I'm enough. But you've always been able to come back and. And they're here. And they're yeah. here. Um, now you don't have access to them, and you're like, dang, I miss it. Yeah, and I don't know if you've ever felt that way. Of course. But. Either way, I went to the Haitian party, the July 4th party. Mm-hmm. I actually made some cool connects there. Um, and I had a good time. I had a good time. I talked myself to have a good time. Right. But I went back to that guy's house last month. And I just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I went there. 30 minutes later, I was out. I was like, nope. I don't like people. I don't like parties. I don't like the smell of beer on the floor. I don't like 
But was that you 10 years ago? Yeah. Saying so you feel the same way? Listen, I can talk to anybody anywhere at any time. It doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to. I think that there's a difference between that. Because there are introverted people who are like, I won't. Right? Mm-hmm. But I'm like, okay, I will. But then I will go back to my corner immediately after. Because when I went to that Haitian dude party, there was a couple people that did come up to me and were like, hey, like, what's going on? I got my number, all this stuff. And then I was just like, yeah, I'm going to vomit. I'm going to go home. Like, I don't like this. See, like, for me... I'm, I like being out. I like doing my own thing too, like being by myself and just having my moments by myself. But I also enjoy like being able to go out to something. And when I'm out to something, I'm, I'm like the social butterfly. Like, and you saw me when we were in Vegas together and stuff like that. When we were in Vegas, who was the social butterfly? Me. Yeah, you, right? Yeah. You didn't notice that I was. I'm not. Well, yeah, but I mean, but you actually knew everybody. But I like, didn't. Oh, well, I like, that's how I like. But I can't do that always. Like, I can't do that night after night after night. Like, for me, I'm like you. Like, there's certain times where I just want to be chill. And it's funny because you said, like, we like different things. And then you talked about, you know, when I go out with my friends, sometimes it feels like we're doing relationship things. Well, when I'm with my closest friends, that's exactly what we'll just walk around the mall. We'll just, like, um, you know, go eat. And then, like, certain times we'll go all out. But, like, a lot of times it's just, like, chilling. Like, he'll just be, like, my cousin back in college, like, he would just come to the crib and we would just, like, sit there, watch TV, like, you know, just chill. And it's, like, that's the same way, like, I think all friendships are. I think it's just maybe you don't either, maybe it's not, like, a, a fear, but maybe it's just, like, putting in the energy to create new friendships because of, like, you heard that, these other friendships are no longer accessible to you in the same way. So, I don't know. Maybe it's something deep like that, or maybe it's just, like, you're at an age right now where you're just like, maybe I, I can't make new friends and stuff like that. I mean, I, I could make... I just don't know how deep they'll go. Right. Like... That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> but make, at the same time, too, like... But you gotta Who knows what's body. gonna happen next year? You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel this way today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel this way but today. I feel like you've been feeling it for a while. Yeah, and at the same time, too, like, I've been more focused on other things, right. you know? I don't know, man. I I want to, like, talk over this stuff, um, but at the same time, too, I kind of don't. Um, it gets exhausting sometimes talking about your emotions and feelings, right? No, not really. Um, I don't have a problem with it. I just really kind of feel like sometimes I can say things, and um, it's not relatable, and the response is doesn't connect with me. Like, I'm like, oh, I don't really know if that's it. You know, um, like, my dad used to psychoanalyze me. He said I was, like, mentally ill. Um, and I was just like, yeah, not really. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, I'm very wary of people who psychoanalyze me. Yeah. Because I'm just like, I grew up with that. My dad said I was retarded forever, you know. And it was just, like, cool. Right. You know, um... So I I don't like to freely say like I'm gonna take in any old advice and feel comfortable. You right. know what I mean? Like it's a very like fine line. And um, I think sometimes you're just expressing it, not necessarily wanting anybody. anybody yeah, to sometimes it, you just need to li- like somebody just needs to listen. Get it off your chest. Because I'd just be talking to myself all yeah, day long. For sure. <laughs>
get it. And, but and like I think there is like a thing, like a natural impulse for people to always want to solve a problem when somebody's like venting or whatever mm-hmm. the situation mm-hmm. is. But like you're right. Sometimes it's just like, am I not talking? About mm-hmm. Okay. Um, sometimes it's like. You just want to get some. You're just talking like it's like no. Nah, yeah. I need, yeah. I need advice right now. I'm just. I'm just speaking my mind. This is just what's going on right now. Like, it's not that deep or that serious. Or maybe it is, but it's just like, I don't need a. I don't need like an answer right now or a solution. I just. Yeah. I just wanted to say it. You put it out in the atmosphere. One of the beautiful things I heard. Benefer Shapiro said. He said to his wife, who like complains to him. Do you want to be heard or do you want your problem solved? So he knows how to get into that conversation. Right. Or how to respond. Yeah. And she'll be like, I just need you to listen to me. And it makes the conversation proper. Right. Because, yeah, sometimes people need to vent. And one of the reasons why I started this podcast and podcasting in general is because sometimes you just got to get some stuff off your brain. Yep. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. That's why I like the long format, because I'm ready to talk. Right. Yeah. I'm with it. And I think as we get older, we learn ourselves a little bit more, learn ourselves a little bit better. Yeah. And, like, our age difference, like, I'm seven years older than you. Seven years is a long time to learn about yourself. You it know is. what I mean? It is. And so, like, the experiences that I've been in through, like, I think... I don't really remember, but I do vaguely remember going through similar emotions at the same time. Because I think you're still trying to figure yourself out and figure out your life and all that kind of stuff. And it it takes time. Like, these are moments that you're going to develop, like, who you are as a person, what you want to do, mm-hmm. what you like, what you don't like. Like, you're kind of at that point right now where it's, like, the next phase of life. You know what I mean? Like, there's 20s. That's kind of grinding, building all that kind of stuff. You're in your thirties, still doing that, but like, there's also a next phase of life, like, right, like, a level of like stability, like, stability, friendships, like, who I want to give my energy to, what kind of person I want to give my energy to, who else do I want to add to my like life right now, you know, stuff like that. I think that's super important. Like for me, like I'm at the age where everybody's talking about marriage, 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 marriage right. And for me, I'm like... Why do I feel like that's me too, though? I mean, you're starting it, right? Okay. So you're like at the phase where, you know, you're still new into that. I'm at the age where people are like, when Duh. is this going to happen, bro? Like, oh, for you. For me. Okay, okay, yeah. I got it. Okay, I thought you were talking about, like, people around you. No, no, no. Because I feel like you're, what, 30? 37, turning 38 this year. I feel like at 37, people are just getting done with their first marriage. So in my culture, I'm like... Yeah, you're well, light years behind. Yeah. Why, like, what are you doing with your life, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and for me, I'm like, you know, there's all that pressure. And at, at a certain point, I actually felt it. I was like, dang, man, why am I not married? I'm like forcing relationships to go that route and all that kind of stuff. And then I was just like, dude, like, I'm happy. Like, I would love to be married and have kids and all that kind of stuff. But just because I want it doesn't necessarily mean it's for me. But it doesn't mean that it's going to happen, right? So it's like, I'm cool with it. Like, I'm open to it. And if that opportunity came about, I would work hard to, like, try to make that a successful situation. But I'm also not obsessing about it. Can I ask a question? Please. Why do you think you are where you are right now? 
as far as relationship wise? Yeah. I think that I, I um, I think that it's a comp, uh, the way I reacted to being in the Indian culture. What does that mean? So like, I was always afraid of getting caught being in a relationship because it, it was so taboo with my parents. What does that mean? Like, you couldn't be in a relationship. You couldn't like. So when I was dating girls, like I was like, I can't commit to you because, like. If my parents find out, I get in a lot of trouble. As a teenager? As, yeah, any point. College, every, like. Why? Why? Because in our culture, it was just so taboo. Why? What? What is the taboo of it? Like, you don't, like, my, my mother's first relationship is my dad. And they only knew each other for a few hours before they decided to get married. Are you saying arranged marriages? Yeah. So my, that's when my parents came. So they your parents dated. tried to arrange a marriage for you? No, no, no. But it's like they've never been ex- like dating wasn't something that was real to them. So when they think about us, they're thinking the same way that they grew up, right? So you don't date. Like the only person you date is gonna be who you marry. Okay, I, I have a question. Yeah, I don't understand. If they weren't trying to arrange a marriage for you, eventually. Oh, they were trying to arrange. I mean, when you get to that age, they wanted to do that. Are you at that age? Um, I mean, I've passed that age. But what I'm saying... So you, were you, they trying to? Kelby, you're asking me three different questions. So I'm so saying, confused. So you asked me why I'm in this situation. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I obviously started liking girls in like high school. Yeah, like in the womb. Normal person, right? And out here, people date. Okay. But I like the girl that the girls that I was dating in high school. I can never tell my parents about. Okay, I can relate to because that. if they found out that I was dating, I would get in trouble. Okay. So, it was always about sneaking around to date somebody. Okay. So that affected the types of relationships and the amount of energy that I put into a relationship, to where that's just how I started approaching relationships, and I always used my parents as an excuse. So that initially it was that. Then it became, let me just have fun and use my parents as an excuse. Because I can't get deep with anybody because I like if my parents found out, it would have to end anyways. Okay. Does that make sense? It does, and I can relate to that. Yeah, so, okay. so I think that I never took anything serious enough, and now I'm at a point where it's like all of those the prime years of being able to find a relationship, focus on all that kind of stuff, like, have kind of, like, passed, I guess. So do your parents want you with an Indian girl? Yeah, they would ideally. Would they have a problem with you being with a non-Indian girl? Not necessarily. I think at this point they're, like, open to it, but, like, ideally they would want somebody from the same culture. Were they trying to arrange a marriage? They, I think that in, I think that the type of kid I ended up turning out to be made them not want to, I think they weren't like, they didn't feel like I was, that was like somebody they could be proud of to like (laughs) arrange, you know what I mean? So like, I think that initially, like when they, when I was like at a, before like college, they were like, okay, eventually like when he's 
26, 27, 28, like we'll do that. But because of what happened in college and just the kid that I became and all this kind of stuff, they were like, he's not worth it for, like we don't feel proud enough to like match him with somebody. So then they left it to you. Correct. Which means you really were just using your parents as a... Well, no, they didn't tell me. So, like, I think it was probably in my 30s. Like, maybe in the last three or four years where they're like, we're not going to get involved with you getting married. Like, you got to figure it out on your own. We're just going to focus on your sister. She's going to get an arranged marriage. Nah, I mean, I don't think she wants to, but she, like, they're, like, trying or they were they have attempted in the past. I don't know if they still try. Okay. Okay. Alright. <laughs> There's a lot to process here. Some of this I relate to heavy. Right. For a different reason. But I'm trying to figure out Okay. So you're saying you used mom and dad as <laughs> a reason to say, I'm not going to take you seriously because you ended up having too much fun. I think that's what ended up happening if I'm looking back on it. But I you're think, still... I, I just think that I never learned how to be disciplined in a relationship until it was too late. Because I was never really allowed to have a relationship. Totally get that. Hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Oh, I get that. Yeah. I totally get that. So, like, because I, because I could never have a relationship, like, or be like, you know, hey, like, if my girl that I was dating called me and my parents were around, I couldn't pick up the phone. You know what I mean? And if I'm yeah. on my phone too much when I'm at home, they'll be like, why are you on your phone all the time? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so it's like, it, little things like that makes it hard to do that or I was always afraid that it'd get back to them right because like when I'm in college there's people that are from my hometown and stuff like that so it's like you know there's just a lot of these little things where it's just like I was from the culture and just because and it's not just I I don't want to make my parents out to be the bad person it's me no no no. it's a cultural thing like I understand and also I didn't do a good enough job maybe communicating with my parents to be like hey like you know, what is, I, a lot of it was assumptions and just, like, from, like, uh, deductive reasoning from conversations that we've had and stuff like that. Right. But I'm sure I could have, like, been more open with them and been more honest with them. And I, I never gave them the opportunity to, like, grow and evolve and be like, you know what, they're in this country. They do need to date and stuff like that. Like, I never gave them the chance to even do that, right? I just assumed that I could never bring somebody there or talk about it, me being in a relationship and stuff like that. I have so many questions. Um, I just don't know exactly where to start. Um, but my my current question yeah. at the forefront of my brain is, do you actually feel like you're past the time? Um, part of me thinks that. You know you're 37, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I also think that, like, finding, like, the type of people that you find at this age are all have baggage, including myself. 
you know what I mean? So it's kind of like trying to find somebody who's ready or in a space to be in that type of situation as you get older. It's harder because there's more baggage, right? So like the girls that I meet now are divorced or have kids or are like, you know, there's responsibilities there. It's not just like, hey, let's get to know each other and all this kind of stuff. It's like, we, I can only meet you every other weekend or, you know, like stuff like, you know, it's just not as easy as when you're in your 20s and everybody's kind of in the same situation. As you get older, everybody's situation is different. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, dating is different. Are you on a dating app? No. Hmm. I gave up on dating apps a long time ago. Because everybody's broken on dating apps, I think. Um, what do you want? Um, I'm just focused on happiness, bro. And I don't think any, I'm not looking for anything other than, like, I, I'm, I'm a very spiritual, religious type of person. I feel like God has a path for me, and I'm just trying to focus on things that are positive, things that um, keep my sanity, being a good person, and, you know, just being happy. Like, that's literally what I focus on. It has nothing to do with who I add to my life what what relationships I'm in, all that kind of stuff. Like, I enjoy doing this podcast. I enjoy doing the YouTube channel. I enjoy, like, f- figuring out ways to make more money and stuff like that. Um, I enjoy the relationships that I have right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not really fo- focused on forcing anything at this point. To be honest with you, I think you need a lot of attention. <laughs> 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 no, I'm just kidding. Um, hmm. And I think as I've gotten older, I appreciate moments more. Like, I, when we spend time together, Kelby, I appreciate it so much. Like, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I think I've become more vocal about it. Like, I think I tell you all the time how much I right, appreciate right, it. Like, right. I tell all the people, like, I was, like, there's this dude that I work with. Um, I'm going to be like, you start dropping names. There's this dude that Do I work it. with on YouTube. His name is Jesse. And, um, I was just talking, we did a show together on Friday, and then afterwards we get to, like, ch- like just chopping it up, and I'm at, I'm just like, man, Jesse, like, I'm so glad you came into my life. Like, I just appreciate knowing there's somebody like you out there that's so similar to me, and he's like, man, Sunil, like, I feel the same way. Don't and you just that, like And, like, that? we've never met each other. We've only, like, worked together on, like, these YouTube channel shows and stuff like he's in Florida I'm out here uh-huh. and like after this sh- and I was like I was like yo Jesse man have a great night I love you and he's like man I love you too and like you know we, we hung up that way and it's just like dude I've never even been face to face with this dude but it's like we still find this bond and I, I find joy in that like more and more as I get older because I think you, you start to appreciate that more. I think when we're younger, we just expect it to happen so often. Mm-hmm. And then now it's more like genuine and I appreciate stuff like that. And I appreciate like that. I appreciate life a lot more. I just like at work, you know, I deal with so many people and I deal with like a lot of like elderly community and that has put a lot big perspective on life as well. And just, I listen to the advice that they give me I listen to all that kind of stuff and I'm just like take it to heart and just be like man like blessings like 
I like I have an appreciation for the elderly community so much. Um, I'm trying to like develop my relationship. With my, I'm trying to get better relationship with my parents. I'm trying to get like you know just little things like that. Like I I used to not talk to my mom as often because my dad always used to pick up the phone. And like luckily these last times that I've called, I usually call my parents every other day. These last three times that I called, my mom picked up each time. So it's been beautiful. Like just talk because she could just talk your ear off. And I just sit there and listen and give her opportunity to just say whatever she wants to say. I don't even need to say anything. She'll just keep going and like switching it to another story, switching it to another story. And I'm just like appreciative of that because it's just like, you know, like it's just uh, cool, like hearing her so excited and stuff like that. So I'm just noticing that more and more. I don't know if this has anything to do with your question, but. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it does, you know, and I think. Um... I think sometimes it's healthy to just go on that thing. That's mm-hmm. why I don't interrupt you. Mm-hmm. You know, because, like, do it. Like, just talk it out, dude. Yeah. I don't care about what you're talking about in a sense of, like, I don't like that. Like, I like it. Take your time to talk about it. I could tell you, Kelby, maybe about four years ago, I was super depressed. Uh-huh. Um, it was coming out of a relationship that I really was invested heavily in. It didn't end nicely. Mm. And um, I was in a place where I didn't really know too many people. Um, and that, that was, I was probably like early 30s. So a little bit, a couple years older than where you're at right now. And I felt a lot of the things that you're feeling right now. But a lot of it had to do with me putting up a lot of emotional and physical energy into this relationship that ended up not working out. And um, then I was out there with really nobody. Um, I wasn't motivated to work as hard, like all this kind of stuff. And now I'm in such a different headspace. Like it's just, I just want to stay where I'm at right now. I don't want to like, ever go back to that depressed state like I'll I feel like I don't I don't feel sad anymore bro like and so that's kind of why when you ask me what do you want it's like and or or you ask me like man you need like maybe you need some girlfriends you need you know stuff like that I'm like bro I really don't feel like I need anything right now because I'm in just like a such a good headspace like whatever comes I'm open to it but I'm not out here searching for anything and putting energy into like trying to find anything because I I don't know I just think that leads to a lot of negative energy as well when you're trying to force things I'm rather just be open and let things come to me when I deserve them in that God's plan or whatever it is we've been dropping a lot of drinks and stuff <laughs> yeah dude I, I think that's great I spoke to um, this elderly lady. She was my teacher in college. Mm-hmm. And one time she said, you know, I feel like at one point in time you were depressed and you didn't know. And I think it's dope that you knew. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because now you know the journey. Yep. Which is important. 
Because you can turn around and look and say, hey, dude, there, I wasn't all right. But today I was. Still part of me that says, I don't even know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't even know. To be honest with you. You might be depressed and you don't even know, right? Exactly. That's what she told me. She was like, you might be, but you don't even know. Um, so it's healthy, I think, that you're like aware of yourself. And it's good. Um, it's yeah. And I've always been someone that says, well, I know myself. Mm-hmm. But like, you know yourself. It's come with a lot of introspective, a lot of wisdom, a lot of mistakes. And like, I, when I said I was, I was depressed, bro, like I was crying myself to sleep every single night. I never been there. Mm. Like, I was that bad. Like, I was just like miserable. I remember I had a dog. And um, I had to put her down because she got really sick. And I remember, like, having to pull over to the side of the street, like, because I was crying so much. And just being like, just like, is anything good ever going to happen? And, like, going from that moment to where I am right now, like, I still vividly could put myself in that emotional state, like, and feel what I was feeling in that moment where I just felt like nothing good was ever going to happen. And then, like, being at this point where it's just, like, not only, like, even when bad stuff happens, I just, I'm, I feel like I'm, I have all of these tools to be able to be capable of dealing with anything that I just, that's why I, I feel, I, when you, when you ask, like, what do you want, like, I, I, don't, I feel like I don't like anything right now. And maybe, and that doesn't mean that I, I can't get better at things. That doesn't mean I can't have things added to me that make me better. Like, that doesn't mean I can't earn more money or, like, get better at certain aspects of my life. But it's just, like, I also, if this was my life, I'm cool. Like, I could live this way for another 40 years and be cool. Potting with you, you know, working on the YouTube stuff, hanging out with the friends that I have, like, all that kind of stuff. It's like, I'm cool with that. could say more to that. So it was good to hear about that conscious flow of thoughts, mm-hmm. you know. I'll tell you something. I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of, like, just letting someone get their ish off. Because sometimes people need to talk about things. You ever seen an old person that just don't got nobody? They'd be so excited to right. talk. And it's like, sometimes I feel that way. Mm. And... I don't like limitations. I think most people know that about me. I don't like people telling me what to do. And I don't like 
not being able to be free to do what I want to do. And um, parts of this podcast is valuable because the things that I'm not able to do in real life, I'm able to do on the show. And I hope that that opens the door for you as well. I think that's important. Let's go do some yoga. <laughs> it's not about that. It's about the mind. You got anything else? No, I'm good. This has been the Man on the Internet podcast.